Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks and happy Tuesday to you. You know, I, I've always been a little indifferent, Kevin, about Tuesdays. I'm just not really sure about them. You know, Mondays, you know, they're a real drag. Tuesdays are kind of a day where you, you just almost got to surrender to the reality. You got to get some work done, you know, and uh, Wednesday's hump day, but Tuesday. So how you doing, brother? Yeah. No, you know what? And I'm wrong. It's Wednesday. Brother, you see, I don't I even know what thinking. day it is, man. And uh, We talked about the decision maker being busted yesterday, brother. And I think that somewhere along the line, maybe your decision maker on the calendar or something got busted. You know what? Uh, they can say what they want about smoking pot when you're young, man. But I'm telling you what, it takes away some pretty vital brain cells there. And uh Hey folks, we, we, we sure, I hope this finds you, we're hopeful this finds you well. And we're just coming up with a word and we kind of went off the PTSD vocabulary list. I did. And we're constantly seeing a word astray. We're about to hop into 28th proverb in verse number 10. And I wanted to talk about astray from a biblical perspective, you know, A-S-T-R. A Y astray, you know, it's kind of like a, an adverb. You're going astray. You're, you're, you're doing something astray and you're away from the correct path. So whenever we see God use it, it means we're, we're not on that narrow road going in the direction that God wants us to going astray is not a good thing when it comes to God. There's a verse over in first Peter. I like two twenty five. for ye were as sheep going astray. So God's reminding us, he's using Peter to inspiring Peter to say, listen, man, before you guys got saved, before you guys got right, you were like the sheep and you were going astray. And when sheep go astray, they get eaten up and stuff, you know, bad things happen, but are now returned unto the shepherd in the bishop of your souls and so literally going astray takes us away from the bishop of our souls the god mm. the god of all heaven the god who takes care of us so we don't want to go astray we want to be going down the that clear path brother kevin mm. you know what, what came to my mind is you're talking about the word astray you know it, it really fits doesn't it with yesterday's um the idea of discernment to the decision maker so um you know i was at a wedding a week ago and there was um a gal there that was getting uh, remarried her first husband um just took off messed around and did all that kind of stuff and um but he he had severe ptsd severe i, I don't know the man never met him but yeah i met i met her and she was she was remarrying a guy and i was i was there um remarrying a friend and so um her first husband severe ptsd and it's so sad because the man had so much potential and I, I pray that he gets right and gets some help, but, um, he came back and just made stupid decisions over and over. And I'll tell you what, she was going to a church. They were going to a church, a good church and uh, here in Texas. And, uh, the way I heard it as when he came back from overseas, he just said, Oh, we're going, God wants us in a different church. So they went 
across town to another church. And I think a week later, they went to another state and then went to a church there and then a different church there. And there were six churches, I think, within a brief period of time, just boom, boom, boom. And, you know, you can easily armchair, you know, judge the thing and say, well, he was just, you know, he won't sit under anybody. Well, he wasn't that way before he came back. His decision make was busted. It was his fault, but he got into a bad situation. He went astray and, you know, um, Proverbs 27 verse eight says, as a bird wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. And, you know, he came back and by poor discernment, he went astray, led his family astray, got out of the will of God and messed a family up, messed the kids up. And uh, eventually they lost a child, a child drowned in the swimming pool. And that was all that, all that she wrote. I mean, the whole relationship fell apart after that. But, um, you know, we don't need to go astray. We don't need to. And I think, you know, just tying it again with the idea of uh, uh, discernment. If we say, you know what? I feel a proneness to wander, Lord. I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Prone oh, I love to, that song. It, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling something, you know, I'm I'm just reacting to everything. What's going on? There's a situation. I've lost my discernment. I feel I feel I feel like going astray. I feel like the grass is always greener somewhere else. If I recognize that, boy, how wise would it be to say, you know what? My decision maker's busted. Hey, pastor. Hey, hey, dear godly person. Could could you just help me? I'm you know, I just feel this thing going on and I, I've been through some stuff and, uh, you know, help guide me with, you know, I need some guidance because right now I'm, I'm, I'm prone to wander. Yeah. Prone to wander. Yeah. That's a, uh, you know, that's everybody. And, and, and I like what, I like the way Kevin presented every one of us are prone to wander. Every one of us live in this world and this world is not our friend We're we're pilgrims when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior, we're just passing through and uh, folks is a greater destination. We get to go to heaven. We get to spend all eternity with our Lord and savior. And, and I'll tell you, I, I like what Kevin just said. We're prone to wander, but what makes it different or what gets us through as Christians is we trust the Holy spirit. We trust that still small voice mm. and, and we keep on going down that clear path with God. We say, you know, yeah. we're going to do the right thing. We're going to stay on that path, even though it's easy to jump to all these churches when that hypervigilant comes, even though it's easy to do all these things. We're not looking for an easy road. We're looking for God's road. You know, it may not always be the easiest, but it's the right one. God's will for us uh, is what we will want when God shows us in heaven. Uh, man, if you would have just done this, if you would have just lived this, and and I'm not saying we don't don't stay at an abusive church. We don't stay at a church that's not right, but we don't jump around to hide. We don't run from things. We don't let that hypervigilance take over our lives. To the contrary, we get on our knees and say, God, we need your help. We go in and talk to people who bother us. And a lot of times, our, our, you know, the whole thing is where we go into this avoidance mode. And I have a feeling that this fella, it, it's just my guess, and certainly we don't know him, um, Sadly, we know his deeds and some of his deeds, and I've seen a lot of uh, ladies and gentlemen who've went through this with PTSD, and his deeds have been 
man, I'm just jumping all over the place because you, you're you're in the avoidance mode where you just don't want to go deal mm. with people face to face. And folks, you know, you just got to go in and say it, even if your voice is shaking. You just got to go in and say it, even if you're having a bad day. You just got to say, Pastor, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but this is what I'm feeling. And nine times out of ten, you know, that verse over there in Philippians, is it just, is it real? I mean, somewhere in there it's like, no, it's not. You've been just thinking these things for no reason. And, uh, and, and folks, I think it's so important that we understand most times we go astray. It comes from fear. It comes from being in the avoidance mode. It comes because we're wanting to live a life that is without turmoil. We're wanting to live a life that is without having to, uh, talk to anybody. You know, we're, we're avoiding, uh, any conversation that might be hard. And what we're doing by that is we're going against God's perfect plan for communication which is we go see somebody when they offend us and we make sure we got it all right yeah and we leave there with a brother or a sister and if it doesn't work there's a couple other plans but uh, 99 out of 100 times in my life where i went and sat down with a brother or sister i'm here to tell you that god has proved something in my mind was off you know, some people yeah. just, they, some people don't even pick up the phone anymore, brother Kevin. That's just a reality of 2022. We'd rather lay at home and, and watch the latest thing on Netflix. And we, we need to stop that. Folks, we're going to head right into the verse today. We're going to do something we haven't done in a long time. We're going to be in the verse before we let the radios do what they do, the radio stations. And here we are, we're in the book of Proverbs 28. We're in verse number 10. Whosoever, whoso, I'm sorry, uh, causeth the righteous to go astray in an evil way. He shall fall himself into his own pit, but the upright shall have good things in possession. And, uh, um, you know, what we're talking about here are those people who take pleasure in causing the godly people to go astray. Uh, Brother Kevin and I know a guy that totally hoodwinked the family came in and, and told them their whole lives were messed up, uh, took narcissism 101, and, uh, you know, he could be the study person for any narcissistic personality disorder. Mm. And he's made a lot of people who are, who are upright go astray. You know, I know this. He, he, he's cunning. He, you know, he says things the right way. He looks the right way. He acts the right way. Uh, but I'm telling you, there's a pit. He's in a pit right now. You got to be miserable ruining people's lives like that. And and God just, you know, Kevin, God looks at this and says, no, no, you don't get away with this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, that verse is so, so full of stuff there. And uh, there, there is, there is that, there's that evil way that you fall into. And then the, you know, the contrast with what you were saying just a moment ago is when we go, like the Bible says, to the person that we've offended, so so the narcissist will not go and humble himself. It's someone else's fault. Always. Yeah. Yeah. But if we do go astray and make a mistake, you know, I, I'm thinking of a time when I went through a, a, a pretty traumatic thing. It was just a, a series. The devil had my number. And, you know, the Bible says the wicked plotteth against the righteous and deviseth. You know, he, he, he sets mousetraps. He knows how to, to catch us. And so there's just, a, you know, a series of bad days. And one of them was. Um, hold that thought. Hold that bad day thought for one minute here. We're just going to go ahead and let the radio stations do what they do. But I want to come back to that bad day. Hang on one second.
So, Kevin, you, you're talk, you were talking about those series of days and a bad day. If you could hop right back in there, that'd be great. Yeah. So um, I was I was dealing with a salesman trying to buy a vehicle. That was that was just one of the days. But this salesman was pretty deceitful, and he was there's a lot of uh, shell game, you know, bait and switch. Like, oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Hey, sign this paper. What's the different? It says. You know, the terms on this paper are the different than you just described. And uh, no, I didn't say that. Well, the, you know, there's just a lot of that happening. And so I, I was in an evil way. In other words, I was in a dark place. And I, I, I got upset with my kids during that. And there was one time I got particularly upset with one of, one of my daughters. And I'll never forget that it just, man, I was just triggered. Something took place that the daughter, you know, did something and it was not horrible, but it was enough that I just, I didn't scream it and yell, but I just, I was, I got out of, out of character for a Christian. But the wonderful thing was I went back to her, not soon enough, but, but when I went back, just like you said, when I did the Bible thing and, and, and went to her and, and, you know, the Bible says, if you, you know, sin against your brother, you know, you can go to them. If they sin against you, you should go to them. It's just the person that does it really is the first line of, of, um, of decision. So I went to her and I just said, look, I was in a dark place, um, the other day when that took place and I am so sorry. And you know what, when, when I said that she, a young person's capacity to forgive is wonderful Yeah, and it was exciting, but, um, you know, the contrast is, you know, there are people that go astray and they never do own it and they don't go back. It's someone else's fault and they leave behind themselves a trail of, of, uh, you know, that person did me wrong. That person did me wrong. Yeah. And is that's what their version is. But what the truth is, is they did that person wrong. They did that person wrong. They did that person wrong. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you made a, you made a good point. You know, we have a responsibility to do our thing and we do that. And sometimes people, you know, it's not going to be like Kevin's situation with one of his daughters. You know, I had to do that with my son. So I totally can understand what Kevin's talk about, talking about. I did that with my kids before I said, listen, I was out of sorts. I was, I was wrong. You know, will you forgive me? And, and they always did very quickly and would hug me. And, uh, yeah. and to this day, I mean, my, my sons, I, I'm so thankful for them. God gave us two children, and I'm so thankful for the godly spirit they have in a family relationship. And But I made you, the point that I want to make real quick as we move on to the next verse is do your job. Go and seek forgiveness. Sometimes people aren't going to, you know, you know, you'll go through the Matthew 18 thing, and it just won't work. But you know what? It did work. All you got to do mm. is say, I goofed up. Will you forgive me? And then from there on out, you did your side. You did your share. You're good with God. And uh, I'm, most of the time, 99 out of 100 times, like I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. I used to be the guy that would go with my pastors over the years. I don't know why they would bring me, maybe because I was big and ugly. or I don't know, but I was always <laughs> the guy that would go out and do the Matthew 18 stuff. And I'm here to tell you, I can't so many times you go out there and think, man, I got this wrong pastor, Doug, I got this wrong. What do I got to do? Well, that's why we're here. Let's just do it right now. And it's all over. And uh, yeah. everything's restored. There's reconciliation. There's restoration. And then we get to that next verse, and it says, you know, the rich man is wise in his own conceits and conceit, but the poor man that have understanding searches them out. And, you know, mm -hmm. if, you, if you look at that in context, 
you know, a rich person may be wise in their own eyes. You know what I mean? They, they see everything, uh, but people with discernment, people with godliness, people in the word of God, we see right through those knuckleheads is what this is saying. <laughs> you know, you see right through these people. Uh, I, I, you know, Kevin and I have talked at times, Hey, you know, you talk to so-and-so and we, we can see right through them and they don't even, you know, uh, folks, when God's working in your heart and you see right through somebody, trust it. I had a lady, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, and she was talking to Debbie and I, maybe six weeks ago, we were off on the road somewhere. Um, and we had been out on the road. We, we were out on the road for most of the nine weeks. And, but anyway, we had, um, we were talking to this lady and she looked at me and she said, you know, brother Doug, I devoted a year to a guy on day one. God told me he wasn't the right guy. She said, I could see right through uh, the facade he was putting up. Yet I stuck mm. around. I said, well, why did you stick around? And she said, I'm just so, you know, hard up, so insecure, so this. And, and I'm like, hey, you know what, sister? Here's the good news. Are you hanging out with this guy today? No, sir. I said, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Amen. you just moved from here. You know what I'm saying, yeah. brother Kevin? You see through people yeah. and you do what's right. Yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me of, uh, people that people that even not only stay a year, but they marry someone Yeah, and it's a bad relationship. And the, the stories that they say afterwards, uh, or in the middle of it are, I saw the red flags from day one, but they seem like streamers blowing in the garden. They seemed like a wonderful yeah. sign. No, they were red flags. They were things that were you know, that, that, that God was, was giving you to discern mm. that, that something was wrong and yeah, opposites to track, but not opposites of values. And, and sometimes we see opposite values and, and we think that's an attractive thing and it's not, and, no. and there's going to be problems. So yeah, the rich, the rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that hath understanding searcheth them out that verse, you know, there are, there are people that, you know, will lord over you. You know, this the the conceited person looks attractive, and there are you know I'm, I I don't know what it is. I, I to me they're knuckleheads, like you said. I see yeah. some guys that you just see through, but to uh, to some to some gals, um, and I'm wow. sure it's on the reverse as well. But to some yeah. gals, they're like, hey, that guy, he's dashing, he's debonair, he's, he's great, tall, dark, and handsome. He, yeah, yeah, he, he's, I'm like what. He, yeah. yeah, he's on top of every situation. No, he's full of himself. And yeah. and we need to recognize, like we were talking about, uh, I think it was last week, that if someone is ultimately, um, you know, seems like they're really on top of things, but they are not willing to, uh, uh, they're not willing to allow you to make a decision that does not make them look good or, 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 for them to own part of your success, that's a flag. There, there's some, you know, and that's getting into narcissism. I get that, but you know, the the, the conceitedness and the the rich man who's who's going to own you, boy, there's there's something to be careful of there. Yeah, I I think, you know, we see it a lot as men. All right, this is weird, but I, I think this will prove out to be true as we think about this. As men, we we always see women we love and care about. 
that are going down the wrong road. For some reason, we have some kind of jadar, jerk radar. You know, we have jadar. But women have that same thing for men who are going down the wrong road. Women will Mm. say, "Uh, but Doug, uh, I, I see this. And I'm like, really? And, and, you know, women will see something that we don't see, you know, when, when they're looking at men or women who are going through this. So just trust each other. If somebody who's prudent, if somebody's smart, if somebody who's, who's been through these things and stuff, just trust their decision. Just say, Hey man, we, you know, I see something there and, uh, listen to what they have to say to you, because I'll, I'll tell you, God sometimes uses people like that to really show us things and to help us get through. And, and, you know, I was thinking of seeing through people and, and I got to tell you, Kevin, I, you know, people who are knuckleheads, they do pray P R E Y. They do pray on people in weird places, people who are hurting, people who've been through deaths or divorces, people who've been upside down. So people whose character is questionable or are like the Bible says here, you know, people who are wise in their own conceit, think an awful lot about themselves. Um, they prey on folks who are on the other side of the spectrum, who are right now in a very humble, low place. Uh, they're heavy, you know, maybe suffering from depression and things of that nature. So I think the warning is here as we look at the verses, hey, think about where you're at in life. And, uh, you know, it, it may be the most wonderful person you ever met. It may be true, but we got time. We don't have to jump. You know, we're not the first one to jump in. We can we can stop and pray about it and see what God has for us, right? Mm. Yeah, pray the right kind of pray, right? We can pray pray about things and use that discernment. You know, the I just looked up a verse, Proverbs six twenty six, uh, talks about a. Uh, it says, "For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life." You know, you talked about um, there are people that will prey upon um, the humble, the lowly, the hurting or even just the godly, you know, the precious life means, you know, something that's rare and, um, you know, a godly person, um, you know, it says another place about the whorish woman, it says many strong men have been slain by her and, you know, they, they, they do, they, they like to, and I'm just talking about a, a male or a female, someone that wants to own you and call you their victory, call you their, uh, you know, yeah. you're the feather in their cap. And, um, and I get it. You know, we all want to say, look, look at my catch, you know, look at the one I married and And that's, that's normal. But the difference is a person that wants to own you, you know, it's kind of like yeah. the, uh, OJ Simpson, you know, who, who, you know, who, who, whoever killed who we do know that there was a real jealousy and a rage going on yeah. there. And, 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 the story, you know, the storyline is that he wanted, he owned that girl. And when he, when he didn't have her anymore because she escaped, uh, it turned, it turned violent. That's, that seems to be at least what came out of the civil suit. And I know that's what I think, but anyway, the the point is those things take place. It happens all the time that a vulnerable person and they're, they're, Brother, there may be someone listening here. You know this. You talk to them all the time. A person that's vulnerable is 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 considered. Hey, there's an easy, 
easy cash here. There's a, I don't have to pay a big price. I'm going to be able to get this person. I'm going to call them um, my, you know, my personal victory. Look at this wonderful person that, that thinks I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And, yeah. And Hey brother, know, I hate to cut you off, but we're at, right up against our time, but, but heed what brother Kevin's telling you, heed this, you know, take your time, pray about these things, talk to those people who are close to God and your pastor and his wife and those types of things. Because man, when I would rather be single wanting to be married than married wanting to be single. Listen, folks, we love you guys. And we really appreciate this opportunity. Listen to every word Eric's going to say on the other side of this. Hey, when you go out today with that smile that only God can give you, may God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.